Thanks for tuning in to Good Vibrations with Kristen. Are you ready to be inspired? Do you want to have a greater connection to the earth, each other, and ultimately yourself? So then join in the conversation with me, Kristen Ace, and me, Green Diva Meg, and our fascinating guests to share the light, the laughter, and the illumination of Good Vibrations. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Good Vibrations with Kristen. I am Kristen. You are. <laughs> How about it? And this is... Da, 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 Green Megan. Di- Green Diva Meg. Yay. My fabulous co-hostess. Hey, Kristen. How are you? I'm fabulous. How are you? I'm actually very good. Good. Very good. We have a very special thank you to say before we start to our wonderful, wonderful sponsor, Marty. Of Marty's Rent-A-Rec. Smarty Marty. Yes. And don't let the name fool you because we have one parked right out front today. Oh, is that his? Yes. Oh, that car is fabulous. Isn't that an adorable little yes. car? It's a little Toyota Matrix. It's clean as a whistle and looks nice. like brand new and uh, very yes. reasonable. And they're actually a lot of fun to work with. They're very, you know, their staff is real fun and easy. Oh, yeah. So. That doesn't surprise me one bit. If it's if people are working with Marty, then they've got their act together. Yeah. Yeah. So. so you can go to Kristen's site, mm-hmm. uh, com. Right. And there's a little banner up in the corner that you click on, and it takes you right to Marty. And make sure that you tell him that um, Kristen and Megan sent you from yeah. GDK. Yes, please. <laughs> so we have a very, very exciting guest today. His name is Chris Grosso, and he is the author of the book called Indie Spiritualist, which the title itself was, I was so excited to read this book. So, hi, yeah. Chris. Are you there? I'm here. Thank you guys for having me on. Oh, gosh. Thank you for coming on. So, uh, yeah, my <laughs> we thought that today our topic would be aha moments that lead to life changing, um, to changing your life in the spiritual direction. Aha. You have a ton of those, obviously, after reading your book. Do you want to share one of those with us, and then we'll kind of bang it around? Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, I wish I had a more exciting one, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I thought your book I, was pretty exciting, Chris. Well, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but, I mean, my first big aha moment was um, kind of lackluster, I guess. It, it literally happened uh, sitting on my very uncomfortable couch in an apartment in Middletown, Connecticut. Um, it was maybe uh, 10 years ago, maybe a little more than that, and I was in college at the time, and my professor had given me a copy of Eckhart Tolle's uh, Power of Now. And, yes. Um, I really had no interest in spirituality at that point in my life, but I had a really wonderful relationship with this woman. She's also my academic advisor, and uh, I just really grew to trust her um, right. in the time I knew her. Right. So she gave me the book, and I went home, sat on that uncomfortable couch, and by the time I had finished reading the introduction alone, it was really my first, um, or one of my very first big aha moments. Mm. You know, just, um, and I knew, I knew once I, I finished the introduction, I hadn't even gotten into the body of the book yet that everything was going to change for my life and uh, it would never be the same. And it sounds a little cliche, but I don't know how else to word it. No, uh, but you I know what? Yeah. I don't think that's cliche at all, basically because that's very similar to what happened to me. So I don't know. Oh. It, I re- read the book Out on a Limb by Shirley MacLaine. I did too. Sure. And I literally, I picked up, somebody gave me that book and I was like, yeah, well, whatever. And like you, I wasn't necessarily interested in spirituality, but I knew 
through experiences that things were happening outside of my regular perceptions that mm-hmm. I didn't think anybody else was actually feeling. And I actually yeah. thought maybe I'm just weird. And when I read her book, I went, whoa, not only am I not weird, but this woman is experiencing those um, other perceptions in a really profound way. And she was kind of, that was like revolutionary. It she was. took a lot of crap for that book. Yes. <laughs> I'm funny. Isn't that terrible? Yeah. Yeah. So, it is. And now it's it's sort of, it, it's um, it's old. I mean, people don't even, you know, we're dating ourselves by saying that that I was what. I don't care. But I don't care either. She's awesome. Yeah. So anyway. it was, that's why I don't think it's cliche, Chris, because I think literally you can pick up a book and have everything in your life just shift instantly. Yeah. And, and, and I'm glad. I mean, I, I, I guess cliche might not have been the right word, but I... Uh, I, you know, I, when people ask me about, you know, my first kind of introduction to spirituality, I wish I had a more exciting, like, you know, you hear these wonderful tales of being in the uh, Himalayas, you know, <laughs> earth-shattering life consequences. Yeah, right, burning bushes. Was, yeah, right, right, right. But no, it's just a book. But, but it's important to know that, yeah, that things, life can change simply by picking up a book or, you know, going to a Dharma talk or visiting whatever, a yoga studio right. or something. It's, it's available around us all the time. It's just, you know, each person, that crack gets opened a little wider in, in our own unique way. So. Yeah, I like the way you said that. Because yeah. I actually think that little things are actually happening all along the way until mm-hmm. we get that, oh! Um, yeah. I mean, I know I can, I can look back after that, reading that book and saying, and that's what happens. I'm like, oh, that, and then this, and then, oh! All of those things all of a sudden made fell into sense. place and made yeah. sense. That's yeah. right. You were yeah. going to say something, Megan. Well, I was just going to say that I, I feel like there's so many aha moments that are small and subtle and mm. they don't get their due mm. because they aren't big neon signs like burning bushes from God. You know, uh, They're not dramatic. They don't have that dramatic flair. But it's just that moment when you're really present mm-hmm. and you recognize something and uh, you realize, oh, wow. We really are connected. And oh, I don't know what, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of one instance in particular where... I can think of a gazillion. Right, where you're just sitting there under a tree going, oh my God. Like, right. Like that. I don't know. I actually did though, um, and I don't know if this ever happened to you, Chris. I, have, I had a huge like burning bush moment, but in the time that it happened, it didn't feel as huge as later when I went, oh my God, yeah, that, was, that was really huge. When it happened, I was like... La 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 la. That always <laughs> happens. You know, I had a I had a huge booming voice move me out of what was probably a de- deadly situation. Right. I don't know if that's ever happened to you. Have you have you had have you um, do you experience the spiritual realm um, in that manner? Well, boy, you know, I, I've certainly had instances where, in retrospect. Um, it's something that's much larger than I had uh, appreciated it for at the time. Mm. Um, you know, I don't have any of the, the kind of, I've, I've never, you know, heard voices spoken to me or anything in that nature. But um, a lot of my experiences are, I guess, in the, what you call the non-dual realm, you know, experiences of oneness. Um, and, I, and I've had them, and I, I was glad I was able to write about this in the book. Yes. Uh, at, at places you wouldn't typically consider, you know, right. like at, at Heavy metal concert. At the Van Halen concert, right? (laughs) Sure. I totally identified with that because I love Eddie Van Halen. I do. That's hilarious. 
Yeah, I mean, it, and it was uh, it was really an, an amazing experience, you know, where yeah. everything dropped away. The ego sense was gone. The sense of Chris, the small self, wasn't there, and it was literally just a, a complete oneness. And, I've had that with the Grateful Dead. Oh, have you really? Well, there you go. <laughs> Yes, but that was back in the day when there were also drugs involved, so oh, it probably doesn't right. count. Well, it does count. <laughs> Just it does. I think it counts, too. I mean, you know, these, the experiences I write about in the book, I was sober at the time, and I'm in recovery, which I also write about in the book. But yeah. I, I know uh, in one vignette uh, that I really honor. the. I, I used to trip on um, acid and mushrooms, and I don't mean to get uh, controversial on your show. but That's not I, controversial I on That's the okay. show. Okay, yeah. well, mm-hmm. good. But I, so I, I did, I, I experiment. I wouldn't even call it experimentation. I, I did that for many years. And in retrospect, I'm grateful for those opportunities. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Know, to expand yeah. my consciousness. So well, and remember, I don't do it today, but. The Native Americans um, expanded their consciousness with peyote. Sure. So yeah. um, that's been going on since the beginning of man, I think, or humankind. Yeah. That was probably the most profound kind of trip I ever took, by the way, just saying out loud in public now. So <laughs> so my kids will never listen to this podcast. Well, but. my kids will be listening, so I will remain silent for the moment. <laughs> but I definitely was Actually, in the can world I tell of... a funny story yeah, about – Well, recently, I don't know if you ever watch Entourage, and I don't, yes. I don't watch a lot of TV – and why, <laughs> why a, at the time, 40-something-year-old woman would like Entourage? I liked beyond, it. I, I loved it. it. Mm-hmm. I love the writing. I love those yep. guys. I like the relationship between all so the guys. So there's yeah. an episode where they take peyote and they go yeah. out into the desert. And I was literally on the ground laughing and rolling yeah. around because whoever wrote that episode had obviously done this before. Like, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it brought me right. And my kids are like, Mom, Mom. What, what what's wrong with you? And I'm like, oh, oh, don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. <laughs> well, I, my kids I actually. I saw that episode. Oh, you did see? I don't remember it, and I know. Oh, I've you got to go it. find it. Yeah. I do. Yeah, my Eric kids... Roberts was on it. It was great. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. yes! Now I remember. Right? As soon as you say Eric right? Roberts, yep, that's right. Oh my god! And Ari's like, you know, freaking out, and he's yeah. out in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> Ari Sorry. has no control, which is deadly for him anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you know, just before we get off that really quick, there's also a really great episode of The Sopranos where um, Tony, I think it was a later season, maybe season five or season six, he ends up in the desert. He's in a trip to Las Vegas. And I think he, I don't remember his peyote or mushrooms, but <laughs> that was on the not funny side, one of the most beautiful, um, you know, visual uh, elements I, I've really? seen put to a show where, yeah, him of all people, you know, a mob boss, but he's in the desert and the sun's rising and he just kind of laughs this but not a, a funny laugh a laugh like i get it and, uh-huh. and i think it yells something out and it's just I, I remember like i almost i almost had a tear because i related to that and it was such a beautiful scene in that show so so, so tony yeah. soprano had an aha moment uh tripping yeah. on mushrooms well, the in the rea- desert the reality is um is that all no, no matter who we are or what we do we all have that ability to have those aha moments. My yoga teacher right. said something this uh, this past Sunday that I, I actually I love this woman and I think it was she it was profound. She said her daughter had found a penny and brought the penny up to her and was like all excited. Oh, I found a penny. Her daughter's fifteen. She's like it's not like she's like ten or, or four or something. And the yogi co- the yogi master who was there said, now you want to. Hold on to that penny and bless that penny because when you do that, you tell the universe that money is a blessing. 
You don't want to just throw the penny away like it doesn't matter. And my yoga teacher said, I took it a step further and said, that means I want to take that into a bigger realm and say, every person matters. Every person has value. Every person has that opportunity to connect to the divine. So, so I'm in yoga. Away any person. Right. Yeah. So I'm in yoga sweating my butt off and I like almost started crying because I thought, yes, of course. It's that simple, but we forget. We forget that every person, whether it's Tony Soprano or the guys who pick up the garbage or the person who's answering the phone on the other end or the person who's serving you coffee, everybody has that capacity and probably has had those divine aha moments, which is yeah. where we connect in humanity. I'd like to think so. Well, it's our inherent nature, if you think about it. Right. You know, and it's just uh, a matter of getting back in touch with that. The beautiful thing is it can happen when we're not even expecting it, when we're not even looking for it. You know, I, I've had so many people write me that have had, uh, you know, various experiences, and they didn't know, you know, what to call it or, to, you know, how to put a name to it because they really mm. didn't have any... Uh, spiritual background or insight and it's mm. like yes we can call that an aha moment and right. it's a really beautiful thing yeah i agree and when i was first experiencing all of these things and connecting the dots i didn't have any background i didn't have any the only book i'd ever read was the shirley mclean book so i was just trying to find my way with how to describe what was happening to me and I like, I definitely love in the book, Chris, there's lots of places where you're like, I don't know, you know, <laughs> and I go, yeah, I've, I actually identify with that. This is this, this big feeling and I don't have words for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, it, it is that indescribable that, you know, they say the Tao that can be spoken of is not the, the true Tao. And, uh, mm. and so it, it's, you know, tell, it's how hard Tell it, our it, listeners it, what you mean by that, Chris. Well, I'm, so I mean, like when... Taking the aha moment uh, a step further into the actual experience that you're having, um, the, the way it relates to me and the you know aha experiences I've had, um, it's an experience like I'd already kind of mentioned of, of complete oneness, of complete non-duality, where pretty much everything drops away and you're mm-hmm. in that state of what Buddhism might call shunyata, you know, or emptiness. And, say it again. Um, say, say the word sh- again. Shunyata. Shunyata. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, shunyata, and, and that's what Buddhism calls it. You know. We, but Dante would call it Brahman, you know, mm-hmm. or Godhead and, and Christianity possibly. It's, you know, it, it goes by many different names, spirits, whatever we, we would like to call it. Um, but when you come to this place, um, it, there's no words for it. Literally, right. there's no words for it. Um, and it's almost an injustice to try to put words to it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I understand, you know, as as a writer or, you know, a, a speaker, etc., it's our job to, to try and convey in a way something that can make it somewhat relatable Mm-hmm. readers or the mm-hmm. audience, but it's a very difficult task. And I love reading people like Ajashanti, for example, who will talk about these things, but also make it very clear that he, every word he's saying isn't, is not even coming close to what it actually is. And, and that's great that he and other teachers, you know, take that responsibility in conveying that message. To right. me, that's very important. I agree. Um, because I, when I had my experiences like that, I, I I came home from one experience of a training, and I, I did talk about this on the last podcast, but I came home and I couldn't explain to my husband, Jeff, what happened. It was so profound that there were literally no words. The words made it sound almost like a cartoon. Yeah. Well, and it's, I didn't, it's, and it's I like they like, fall from grace. When you start putting words to it, it starts to fall from grace. Well, it sounded silly what yeah. happened, yeah. but yeah, it wasn't like, silly at all. I mean, my 
whole consciousness, which was already pretty expanded, blew the doors and blew the... I was not on the earth. Mm. And that changed everything again. Like, I feel like... I don't know about you. And (laughs) and from reading your book, I feel like you'll have this thing happen. You go, oh, another, you know, another expansion, another expansion, another expansion. I'm always saying, oh, a miracle. Oh, this thing. Oh, this profound. But that's what it really is. It's a continuation of the profound and the divine. Can yeah. I, can I, I like s- to think of it as spirit continuing to awaken to yeah. itself. Oh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, I like that too. Very well put. I'm going to write that down. Write that down. Um, <laughs> I was just thinking, though, about how I, I used to really have a conception that, or perception, that you had to be like a yogi in a cave, mm. sitting a certain way quietly, you know, eating air and that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and like, like that was the only way, that was the only yeah. way to make the connection. And somewhere along the line, I was like, F that. Like, I know, I know I can make the connection in my own way. And it's brilliant when somebody right. does find that path, whether, you know, some people are Catholic, you know, they get into the ritual, whatever. It's not my thing. You know, I found my thing. But um, I think I've I've been really shocked and surprised how how the aha moments occur for me many times in the daily, really mundane. But it happens when I'm present. It, 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 you know, I could be brushing my teeth and be like, wow. Well... <laughs> I I like the when you said that Megan that it I figured angels and all those things or if there was a god they certainly weren't looking down on me cuz I was the stupid one I was the mm. one who was always in trouble I was the I was the one everyone had expectations to die in a gutter somewhere right so yeah and I know you identify with that Chris cuz you talk about in your, in your book yeah yeah you're preaching to the choir right now. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I know. I'm looking at the tattoos on your arm, and you talk about that. Like, wait a minute. Why would why would angels talk to me? And yeah. when I realized that they talk to me because they love me, just for me being me, that was um, that was very healing for me, and that allowed me to be more conscious because I certainly wasn't consciously going through life before that. You know, it's yeah. just kind of blowing through, trying to survive. I'm so glad you said that. I think you raise a really important point. You know, a lot of people do have a their, you know, their uh, perception of what spirituality is supposed to look like, mm. or sound like, or smell like, etc. And uh, and it's for me, you know, I, I at first I kind of bought into it, and I'm like, well, I can't be spiritual because I don't look the part. I don't think <laughs> like a lot of them do, and. Mm. Uh, you know, but these were early thoughts I had, and the more right. I spent time in meditation and reading and learning and studying, I realized, no, that couldn't be farther from the truth. Right. And, you know, today I'm at the point where I, I can look at literally anything that's manifest in this world, whether it's a person or a tree or a skateboard, whatever, as literally an ornament of spirit. Mm. You know, we all come from this, Lynn McTaggart calls it the field. You yeah. know, yeah. it might say it's the unified field theory and... Uh, or again, like I mentioned, salmon, the oneness, the emptiness, literally everything arises from this place. So it's, it all comes from the same thing. We're just freezing, you know, energetically at our different vibrational levels, and, mm-hmm. and, and that's great. So we honor that. But at the same time, I, you know, I am as much a, a part of, for lack of a better word, God, or whatever you care to call it, goddess, um, mm-hmm. whatever, um, mm-hmm. manifestation, yeah. as 
you know, the, the saintliest saint or the right. guruiest guru or whomever. <laughs> so it yeah. doesn't matter what's going on on my body tattoo-wise or what music I'm listening to. Like, right. that's what I like, but that's, that's my experience. It's just your costume while you're here. I, I yeah. really think that, like the Jesus thing, this is one of the reasons I don't do well with a lot of Christian religion is – like, because I think we all carry that that Christ um, the consciousness. Yes, we do. And that Absolutely. Jesus was like a really super enlightened guy, but he wasn't divine. He wasn't apart from. And so, you know, there's a lot of Christians that just really don't like that concept. Uh, well, you know? I don't think he was apart from, but he was divine. Well, yeah, we you all know. are. Right. Well, that's the. I think that's the key. We all are. Right. I mean, the divinity that they ascribe to him that oh, makes him different. Different. Like no. you can't. He's you can't of. chat with Jesus unless you do the Holy Spirit thing because he's different. No. Right. Like, no, no. I don't think so. Really, one of us. <laughs> and yeah, yeah that's but I think right. if you when you read like the Gnostic Gospels or even the book yeah. like the Course yeah. of Miracles, you know, it's a, it, that's to me the real. Uh, the real Jesus, you know, the one who's not saying I'm anything special. He's saying I am you and you are me and there is no difference. I am the way. Correct. But the I that I'm speaking of is the same I and you. Yes. 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 That same divinity. So, um, yeah, I think I, it's unfortunate. I was actually having this conversation with someone. Jesus got a bad rap and I don't yeah. blame him. I, I don't like to blame anyone, but you do look at the stigma and dogma yeah. attached to what Catholicism and Christianity has done to it. Not all of it, but a lot yeah. of it. And yeah. Nice to see that shifting though today. Yeah, you know, I think it is more open-minded and for some, not all, but yeah. the new pope. Look at all the great things he's been doing. Oh, I so, know he's an amazing nice pope. Yeah. I never thought in this lifetime I would ever say that. Oh well, I never thought I would <laughs> identify I. with a pope. Yeah, right. that's right. And, and I totally awesome. identify with this man. I think he's, I think he really is divinity on earth. He really is yeah. bringing forth a, a raise in consciousness. He's bringing it, man. Pope Francis is bringing it. He's bringing it on, baby. <laughs> I don't know why that came out. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's, why are you sorry? You're funny. <laughs> well, anyway, I, I just I want to get back to that that one thing that we were talking about of how we're all connected and we are all of one. And it's those those little moments leading up to that reading of that book that when I went back to him, I went, oh, I do count. I, I, it doesn't matter that I got into trouble or I did this or I right. still am a ch- and it took me years before I could even say the word God, but a child of God, I really am. I really am a divine being and that's okay. That, you know, that was, that was hard for me and that was big for me when I finally got there. Well, that's an aha moment for sure. Oh, yeah. That came way later after the show. Well, it's like an aha thing. unfolding. Right. It's not even an, a moment. moment. It's like no, you look back like, and go, How, when did that happen? Right. I don't know. It just mm-hmm. kind of rolled it, out. That's right. But I love that you mentioned mm-hmm. meditation, Chris, because that is – I'm sure my audience members are like, oh, my God, Kristen's going to talk about meditation. It in every show, but <laughs> I think it's can. valid. It is. It is. Because that's where um, the ego – part of who I am, my personality um, falls away and my higher self tunes in because my personality is a, has like a duel sometimes with my higher self because my personality is like, no, no, me, here, want yeah. it. <laughs> and my higher self's like, rest, wait, listen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Chill. It's all chill. chill. Yeah. <laughs> right. But I, I couldn't have even put that into words 10 years ago. And I was meditating 10 years ago. 
And that's the beauty of meditation. It, like you said, it allows for that, that voice, you know, if, if we choose to call it the higher self or whatever mm-hmm. it is, um, to become a bit clearer, not while we're just on our, our zafus or our cushions, but right. throughout our day. Mm-hmm. You know, we bring that meditation, the time we spend in formal meditation, into our day. I love when Thich Nhat Hanh talks about walking meditation and walk as if your feet are kissing the earth. Like, yes. what a beautiful sentiment. And all we need to do in order to do that is be aware as we're walking right now, my foot is, you know, touching the, the floor, the earth, whatever it is, the stair that I'm on. And mm-hmm. that mindfulness, you know, that being there in that moment, it's a, it's, that's a miracle. You know, he also goes on to say the miracle is not necessarily walking on water, but the miracle is like being mindful in this moment. That's not a verbatim quote, but he said something to that effect. And but I, I agree. Really love that. I um, agree because having moved through having little kids, now my kids are teenagers, there was a, and I was reading Technicon and uh, meditating during that time, but I have to say there was a time and I was washing the dishes and I was looking, I'm going to, I was looking out in the backyard, and I thought, oh, my God, if I have to wash one more dish and change one more diaper and feed one more, I'm, I don't know, I think I want to disappear. And I don't remember what happened that Landon <laughs> did something, and then I spilled a glass of milk, and I looked at it, and I started to cry. And he went, Mommy, it's just milk. I help you. Aww. And I went, oh, my God, it's that. That's what Technohan was talking about. Yeah. That was being in that moment and just loving that my child could say, it's just milk, Mommy. Don't be sad, you know. And then I could just move forward and not think I have to disappear now because the mm-hmm. mundane was so hard for me during that time. But then in that moment, I saw the divinity of my life. Yes, so beautiful. another aha moment <laughs> brought to you by <laughs> by the divine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Chris, we have to wrap up. Um, yeah. Is there anything that you want to say before we say goodbye? This has been so wonderful. I, I really just want to tell you how much I love your message and, and oh. love what you're doing in the world. I very much appreciate that. I really don't have any like words of wisdom or parting sentiments, but uh, I would like to say thank you both very much for uh, taking the time. Today. It was a real pleasure to speak with you both. And, uh, yeah, this was great. Thank you. And folks can find um, find yes. out more about you and the book um, at www.theindiespiritualist.com. And that will be on my blog. Yeah. I will link you right to Chris's site. Please go find out more about him. He's an incredible human being. And, Chris, you really bring a lot of light to the earth. And I, for one, am very grateful. Oh, well, the feeling is very uh, vice versa. So thank you so much. It's great to chat with you. And I'm hoping we'll get to do this soon again. Me too. I look forward to it. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, Chris. Bye-bye. Well, that was really great. I'm really, I'm really grateful he came on the show. That was a lot of fun. We could definitely talk to him for forever hours. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems like everybody who comes on, we could talk for hours. So that's really exciting. I hope everybody out there got as much out of it as I certainly did. Yeah. And um, we'll we'll be back next week with something equally as exciting. Okay. Bye bye. I love you. We hope that you found this episode of GDK inspiring. And to raise your vibration even higher, visit my website at goodvibrationswithkristin.com. And don't forget to like Good Vibrations with Kristen on Facebook. What inspires you? Write us. Let us know so we can share your ideas on the show. 
And meanwhile, keep listening, keep connecting, and know that you are divinely guided.